We got 95% of the vote last time. We do not need to focus on them. Thank you for tuning in to the Removing Barriers podcast. I'm Jay. And I'm MCG. And we're attempting to remove barriers so we can all have a clear view of the cross. This is episode 90 of the Removing Barriers podcast. And in this episode, we will be discussing a statement made by Sonny Huston, where she said that black and Latina Republicans are an oxymoron. Hi, this is Jay. MCG and I would like for you to help us remove barriers by going to removingbarriers.net and subscribing to receive all things removing barriers. If you'd like to take your efforts a bit further and help us keep the mics on, consider donating at removingbarriers.net slash donate. Removing Barriers, a clear view of the cross. Jay, the view. Whenever I hear the view, I have to bring my blood pressure down. I have to prepare myself. All right, here we go. No, the view is like a gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) We have probably, what, three or four episodes based on something one of the ladies at the view said. Uh Well, I think we need to clarify something. I do not personally watch the daytime television talk show by the name of The View. (laughs) But I can tell you this, there are some interesting ladies on it. I'll leave it as that. Here is Sonny Holstein of The View. I know this may be a novel point, a, a novel idea for somebody who's, you know, a supporter of Trump, but there are people who are capable of being related and not having ethical interests. There's many things imagine. that I don't stand by that Trump mm-hmm. did. Trump has done things that are racist. I'm a black woman first, so always understand that. Mm-hmm. But I do say that I have many conservative values that I will talk to you about. And so if you look at your network you that you're Republican? standing behind, yes, and when you look at your network that you're standing behind, you're saying that you look at Chris Cuomo. I feel like that's an oxymoron, a black Republican. You feel oh, like it's an oxymoron? I do. Why? Your friend right here is a Republican. We had She's this conversation. Tell, tell you do. And you say you feel like it's an oxymoron that you're Catholic, but you also are pro-life. I don't, I don't, I don't understand either. You, know, you, you don't understand yourself then. You have, you have disagreements. I understand myself. Don't, I don't understand I, either of this, But it's not a personal conversation. Yeah. We're going, I don't, like we're, I we're don't. having a personal conversation about, about CNN I, I don't and how black can get leads. And I don't understand Latino Republicans. Well, so there you have it. The view host, Sonny Huston, telling a black guest host that she thinks that being black and being Republican is an oxymoron. So, Jay, let's start by discussing who is Sonny. What is her background just a little bit, just so folks know who we're talking about? Sonny Hostin is an American lawyer. She's a journalist. She's a TV host on The View. She's a co-host on The View. And from what I understand, she's also a legal analyst for other news channels, I think MSNBC, if I'm not mistaken. and. She is known on The View for saying some controversial things. And it's no surprise that she would say something like that. So what do you think she meant when she said Republican? So that's a good question, because when you say the word Republican, it means something different depending on who you're talking to. If you talk to a Republican, they will tell you that they are the party of freedom liberty, individual responsibility. They believe in the Constitution. They believe in America. They are conservatives. They believe in guns, God, family, country. That's what they would tell you what they are. If you were to speak to, say, a libertarian or someone that is not statist or perhaps an anarchist, they would say Republicans are basically Democrats going the speed limit. They don't really do anything, and they're not necessarily fighting for the conservative principles or at least the Republican principles that they uphold. Historically, Republican has always been a derivative of the word republic, so it's government of the people, for the people, by the people. And your average libertarians, your anarchists would say that the Republicans don't hold to that anymore, and they have a name for them. They call them rhinos, R-I-N-O, Republicans in name only. So that's what libertarians and anarchists would think that Republicans are. But if you ask a Democrat what a Republican is, the blue dog, level-headed, center, left-of-center Democrat that hasn't yet lost his or her mind would say that Republicans are conservatives and all of that. But people like Sonny Hostin, who I would categorize as on the far left, leftist, 
they would consider Republicans to be the basket of deplorables that Hillary Clinton was talking about several years ago. Everything and everything that's wrong with this country is Republican, they would say. So Republicans are the party of the racists, the white supremacists, the xenophobes, the homophobes, the transphobes, the party of insurrectionists and the party of all these different things. And so to someone like Sonny Hostin, the Republican Party, when she says Republican, that's what she's talking about. She is lumping everyone that is not leftist, pretty much, pretty much everyone that is not leftist as Republican. This is the same as the basket of deplorables comment that Hillary Clinton made that she caught a lot of flack for when she made it. So when she said Republican, that's precisely what she meant, even though Republican could be used to describe 50% of the country, just regular run-of-the-mill people who really don't want government in all of their business and want to live their lives and want to protect themselves and want to follow their conservative beliefs and not have to be strung on the line for them. She would call them Republican and white supremacists and racists and all these other deplorable names. That's what she meant when she said Republican. And I thought perhaps that when she made that statement, which is such an egregious statement to say that Black Republicans are an oxymoron. We'll get into that more. But I thought that perhaps when she said that statement, she'd get enough backlash to at least reconsider what she said, or to at least reflect on what she said. As early as the third of this month, she has doubled down on it and gone further to say other things about the Republican Party, about Republicans in general. And this was the show of The View on the third. She said, quote, we need to get rid of the Republican Party. Just get rid of them, she says. She says it's the party of white supremacists, the party of insurrectionists, the party of massacres. So she's putting all of the mass shootings on the Republican Party now as well. And she says all of that is Republican. And she said, get rid of it. You can't trust it. So that's what she means when she says Republican. But what she doesn't realize is that she is making a caricature of all of the conservatives in the country, whether they be libertarian, whether they be center left, whether they be genuine like at this point, because of the Overton window has shifted so far, people who are center left, like regular blue dog type Democrats, they're considered Republican. They're considered on the right, too. And so for her, that's what she means by that. It's a sweeping comment. And she's lumped a whole bunch of people who don't even remotely fit that description into that basket. Yeah, I think I would just sum it up by saying I think she just simply meant the party of Trump and Reagan. I think she just meant that these are folks that I disagree with and anyone that I disagree with, I'm going to put on the other side and they must be Republican. Because quite honestly, I don't remember the name of that co-host, that, the Latina co-host. that Anna Navarro. Well, she considers herself Republican, but if you listen to her, she doesn't sound Republican to me. She sounds more maybe center-left at best. Such is my point. But she considers herself Republican, but she doesn't consider herself a Republican like Reagan and Trump probably would consider themselves Republican. She considers herself a Romney Republican, which is different from a Trump Republican. But the important thing here is not so much what she meant by Republicans, because I think she just simply meant their grand old party, the Republican Party. But why would she say something like this, though? It's more important to me than even what exactly she meant by Republican. I think we can interpret Republicans in many different lights. But why would she say something like that? Because she has to know that that is not true. She, we're not talking about someone who's not educated here. She's an educated woman. So why would she say something like that would be my bigger question for me. Yeah, to the point. That's why I said that when she says Republican, she's talking about everyone to the right of leftist. And her idea in her mind is Republican because her co-host, Anna Navarro, is like you said, someone that we would consider center-left. We wouldn't even consider on the right. We would consider her center-left, even though she carries the name Republican. And Sonny Hostin in that same clip also said, oh, I don't understand Latino Republicans either. In other words, lumping Anna Navarro in the... So for her, it's not just Republicans of the Trump party, Ronald Reagan-type Republicans. She is talking about anyone that is to the right of left, leftist. That's who she's talking about, which is pretty much 95% of the country, I would say. And I think that she would say what she said because the leftists in this country are a very small minority, but they're the loudest. And if you don't agree with them, you should be canceled. You should be 
like she said, done away with. You should be silenced. You should be reprimanded. You should be all of these different things that leftists have done to people already in the culture and in the country if you don't agree with. In other words, agree with us or else, which is why she said that they're possessed by this ideology and they can't see anything else, even though they are incredibly wrong about what they think and what they believe. And they expect you to believe what they believe, because if you don't, you're evil and they are morally obligated to do away with you at that particular point. I don't mean to do away with you lightly either, because historically we've seen that people possessed by this ideology, especially if they're in a dictatorship or in a communist country, they have literally done away with people, physically killed people. If you don't comply and if you don't agree with what they say, we tend to think as Americans that, oh, this can't happen here. And we're being melodramatic when we draw the parallels between the great atrocities of the 20th and 21st century with what's happening in our country today. But the parallel is absolutely there. The ideology that has led to the deaths of millions of people in other countries that didn't have the history and the type of government that we have is very real and it's undeniable. So for her to say that I don't understand this group of people, it's funny, if you look at the video when she was saying it, it was almost like watching a child. You ever see like a child that doesn't want to hear something or doesn't want to do what their parents do? They stick their fingers in their ear and they go, la, 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 so that they don't hear what their parents are saying. It's exactly what she was doing. She just sat there and she was just looking up at the ceiling, adjusting the microphone in her ear. I don't understand black, black Republicans. It's an oxymoron. Has nothing to do with the conversation. Doesn't mean anything. It doesn't add anything to the conversation. But she's just sitting there twiddling with the thing in her ear, looking up at the ceiling. La di da di da. I don't understand black Republicans. So there's no possible thing that you could say that could actually have merit. You can't make a point right now because I don't understand black Republicans. I don't understand black Republicans and I'm not going to make the effort to. And so you're wrong. I'm right. I don't have to listen to what you have to say. This is precisely what was going on there. So for her to actually say that, that's why she would say that. She doesn't have to pursue the truth because she has her base and everyone in the crowd cheering her on. She doesn't have to listen to other people's points of view. And she can't because she's gripped by this ideology, just like many other people in the country are. I'm not putting a finger on her, but she just, in that particular moment, she crystallized and she presented to the world exactly what's happening with people who believe that leftist ideology. Yeah, I wouldn't take it that far. I don't think she's calling for anyone to lose their life or to be punishing anyway. But I do think that it stems from the notion that if you're black, that you must be Democrat. So the content or the level of melanin in your skin determines what political party you should belong to. And I just want to sit a little bit on the why, because I think that many times that a lot of folks overlook the why. And I think why is probably one of the most powerful questions that can be asked, because you have to dig into it. And I do believe Sonny Hostin saying that is no different than when Joe Biden said this. Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. I a, will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more okay. questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. So what will possess President Joe Biden, candidate Joe Biden at the time, to say that? And what will possess Sonny Hostin to say that, that if you have a trouble figuring out whether you're for Trump or Biden, then you ain't black. Sonny Hostin, okay, if you're a Republican and you are black, then you're an oxymoron. And based on their level of thinking, based on how they think, my question is, why is it that this statement or their statement is not racist? Because judging from their standard, Sonny Holston is saying, in my opinion, that based on the melanin content in my skin, I must think, I must behave, I must internalize, or I must have this particular worldview. Their boundary, I think, is basically this. You must identify this way if you have certain amount of melanin in your skin. But what if we flip it? What if we say that based on the amount of melanin in your skin, determine how violent you are or determine how prone to looting you are, then that is racist. But if we look at it the way Sonny Holston look at it, then 
if your melanin content in your skin is a certain level, then you must think and behave a certain way. To me, if one is racist, the flip side of it must be racist too, because you're judging someone purely on the color of their skin. Where did we see that? Didn't we see that in slavery and segregation? Mm -hmm. That someone is being judged based on the color of their skin? That they're less human or they're this or that based on the color of their skin? To me, if what Sonny Holston said isn't racist, then it's not racist to say that someone who looks like me, with a lot of melanin in their skin, that they're prone to violence. But Sonny Holston would have taken back by that statement because how dare you say, based upon the color of my skin, that I'm prone to violence? But how dare you say that because the color of my skin, Sonny Holston, that I must think, behave, internalize, and have a particular worldview, or at least the same one that you have? I think it's a logical fallacy. I don't know where they come up with this thing, but we need to look at it and ask questions and say, hey, where did this come from with her? According to Grammarly, an oxymoron is a figure of speech that combines contradictory words with opposing meaning. So what is contradictory or opposing when you say black Republican? Well, Democrats wanted to believe that it was a Republican party that was against slavery and segregation. Democrats wanted you to believe that it was the Republican Party that the KKK was started out of. But honestly, it was the Democrat. But I won't get into that because I think that that's just plain politics. And I personally, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I think the Republican Party has its ills, just like the Democratic Party have its ills. I don't identify myself with any of them. I have voted Republican. I've voted independent, and I've voted libertarian before. I've never voted Democrat because none of the Democratic candidates, I've never met anyone that aligned with my views. I have compared the Democratic nominee, I've compared the Republican nominee, I've compared the libertarian nominee, I've compared the independent nominee, and when I compare it, and many times I try to compare it to the Word of God, what the Word of God has to say about what these folks believe, and of course, I pray about it. And the one that the Lord laid on my heart, I vote for that person. I just don't say, okay, well, I'm black, so therefore I must vote Democrat. That to me, party politics to me is, for lack of a better word, is just dumb. You know, I never really understand party politics. Why would you always vote one way? No matter what the cases are, no matter what the issue is, you're going to vote Democrat or you're going to vote Republican. I think that's a flaw on both sides, that when you look at it and say, okay, I'm going to vote this way no matter what. My thing is, is that I just don't understand what is contradictory about being Republican and being Democrat. But in truth, I do understand what she's trying to say, because she's trying to tell us that it was the Republican Party that started all these ills against black folks in this country. When it's truth, it was a Democrat that was for slavery, freeing the slave and segregation. It was the Democrats who were the KKK start out of. And of course, as I said, the Republican Party have their ills too. But to tell me, <laughs> based on the color of my skin, you know, that I must identify one way or the other, it's just, that's way out there for me. And I said, I don't identify myself by either party, and I don't think Christians should identify themselves by either party. One, I believe that he hinders the witness of Christ and your Christian testimony, saying that you're Democrat or Republican. I think that that in itself hinders your witness of Christ and your Christian testimony. And secondly, politics is just dirty. Why would you want to be identified by any of these parties? I truly believe, as you quoted, the Republican Party is just the Democrats going at the speed limit. There was a time in this country when the Republicans were against gay marriage. There was a time in this country when the Democrats were against gay marriage. But today, what? Both parties are for gay marriage. The only difference at this point is the Republicans may have not taken as far yet as saying that trans women are women and trans men are men. 
but give it some years. The Republican mm-hmm. Party is probably going to be saying the same thing the Democrat Party is saying today. I'm not for any of these parties. I'm for what the Bible has to say. And if the Bible condemns it, I pray to God that I will condemn it too. And if the Bible exalts it, I pray to God that I will exalt it too. But I'm not going to be forced into a box and think that I must think a certain way because of some vigil or outward characteristics of me that, you know, that make me that I must think this way. Quite honestly, it annoys me when George Biden say that. If you don't know if you're for me or for Trump, then you ain't black. Who gave you the right to determine who someone should vote for because they're black? But you know what? They probably have a lot of data to go on why they say that. I'll probably get into that a little bit later, but that's my view. I think you're being really nice to Sonny Hostin. I think you're being exceptionally gracious and very kind and, and understanding because I absolutely believe that she would call for the punishment of people in the party that she doesn't like or people that believe things that she doesn't like. She already has. She already has. She's already proven it. Like as late as June 3rd, she's called for the Republican Party to be completely dealt away with. So I think she absolutely would say that. And also, when she says the issue of black Republican, what exactly is the oxymoron there? What she's actually saying, if you're taking the basic tenets of Republicanism, and I understand that Republicanism and the Republican Party are two completely different things, but let's just take the idea of Republican in its truest sense, not, not in terms of the party today, but in its truest sense. What she's basically saying is that if there is enough melanin in your skin to be considered, quote, black, then you can't believe in the Constitution or want to uphold the Constitution of the United States. You cannot be for the protection and the preservation of the Second Amendment. You can't be for guns. You cannot be for conservative values. You can't have conservative values if you're black, according to Sonny Hostin. You can't believe that a man is a man and a woman is a woman, according to Sonny Hostin. You cannot believe that children should not be murdered in the womb, according to Sonny Hostin. If you are black, you absolutely have to believe the absolute worst things. You have to believe it's okay to dismember a child in a woman's body up to the point of birth, in some cases, even after birth. You have to be okay with removing guns from the hands of citizens in order to stop a few crazy people from shooting up groups of helpless people. You have to be okay with completely rewriting the history of this nation because you don't agree or you don't think that the Constitution is sufficient in terms of it's not a living document and it's not sufficient for the issues for today. And so that's what she's saying about black people. She's saying that about black people. What does that say? What does that statement reveal about her then? If that's what she's actually saying, what does that statement reveal about her? Well, I'll stop a little bit short, maybe an inch short of saying that she's racist. You're so nice. You are I'll so stop nice. Probably just an inch short of saying she's racist. You're because a sweetheart. I cannot see this statement wouldn't be. But I'm not going to go that far with a limb and say she's racist. But if Sonny and I should by chance meet, and the only thing Sonny... She wouldn't even acknowledge you, plebeian, uh, deplorable. And the only thing Sonny knew about me was that my name is MCG, and she could see my skin, and she will say that I'm a black man. Sonny would assume these things about me. Sonny will assume that I hold to the view that America is systemically racist. She will assume that I cannot get ahead in this country by working hard because the white man is holding me back. She would assume that I hold the same political views as her because we are both, quote-unquote, black. She would be able to tell the struggles and the charms I have in life just by seeing me and the melanin content in my skin. Which, I said before, and I'm going to say again, by any measure... That should be ridiculous. That you can tell all that about someone just based on the fact that you shake their hand and you hear their name and you see that they are black or white or Latino or any whatever your identity is. Why would you stop short of calling her racist? Because I don't know her heart like that. So I don't want to go out on the limb and say Mm -hmm. that. But I'm the simplest sign. If Sonny Holstein can say all that about me by just seeing me, again, I go to the opposite. Why is it that someone else can't see that about me and assume because I'm a young black man 
that I am violent, that I love looting, that I'm uneducated, that I don't take care of my kids. Why is that statement racist? But what Sonny Holston would say about me is that racist. That's where you come back to me again. Mm -hmm. I think it is a flip side of the same coin. If one is racist, I believe the other one is. But I'll just shop an inch short of saying he was racist and leave it as that. I commend you. But the question is, though, is what she said true? Of course it's not. A black Republicans an oxymoron? No, totally not. It is totally possible to be a black Republican. And just for the sake of answering this question, I'm going to define a Republican as a conservative, someone who believes in those things that I mentioned earlier in the podcast. You can have a lot of melanin in your skin and also be a Republican. I'm not sure I understand why this is even a question. It's patently false, demonstrably false, on its face false, that you can't be black and be a Republican. And that is such an insulting thing to even say to someone, just as insulting as it was when Joe Biden said, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for Trump or for me, you ain't black. It's just as offensive when she says it. Now, we talk all the time about Christians confusing conservatism with their Christianity, but because conservatism has many values or shares many values with Christians, she may as well say that you can't be black and Christian. Of course, again, I'm not equating conservatism with Christianity, but as I said before, you can't be black, according to Sonny, you can't be black and be for life at conception. You can't be black and be for wholesome things like don't kill your babies. Defend your family with the best tool that you have available. Don't throw your country under the bus because it has problems. Seek to fix it from the inside. According to Sonny Hostin, those values are a little bit too lofty for black people. Black people have to subvert it and riot and do all of those sorts of things that you would expect godless people to do. I just can't get with that. I don't agree with that. Yeah, is what she said true? Are black Republicans an oxymoron? I will definitely say no. Well, at least they're not any more oxymoronic than the deafening silence of the Democratic Party. What do you mean by the deafening silence of well, the Democratic Party? Well, let's look at it. What I meant by that is that majority of the black population in the U.S. have been voting for the Democratic Party for at least 50 years plus. Yet they have not addressed any of the needs that are inner cities for black folks. Mm -hmm. They are keeping them dear because keeping them dear, in my opinion, secure their vote. Mm -hmm. So it's not... I don't think Democrats can win anything without the black vote. Well, that's true, but keeping them where they are, dependent on handouts, and I'm talking about the inner cities of the U.S., dependent on handout is what keep them in office. So why would they help them to rise above their situation in the inner cities. Why would they help them? I quite honestly, I don't think politics can help them. I don't think the Democratic Party can help them. I think it is a spiritual issue, and I think the inner cities need missionaries and not Democrats or Republicans to go in and try to fix stuff. Mm -hmm. But let's look at it. Obama got 95 and 93% of the votes of the black vote the two years he ran. John Kerry and Hillary Clinton got about 88%, and Biden got about 87%. Black people overwhelmingly vote Democrat, yet we have seen the same results over and over and over. They get in, they do nothing to help them because they need to keep them there. Mm -hmm. What do they say the definition of stupidity is? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. I quoted Antonia Akafor before. She's a second-generation Nigerian-American, and right now she's working as a gun rights advocate. She was a Democrat working with the Obama campaign in 2012, and she was at a luncheon for the campaign. And she asked one of the people in charge, one of the campaign leaders, I guess you want to put it, mm -hmm. her statement to the leader was that, I'm not hearing anything about the African-American community. Are there any plans to reach out to them? And this is what the representative responded and said, we got 95% of the vote last time. We do not need to focus on them. That is coming from a representative from the Obama campaign. And of course, that makes sense. If I'm getting 95% of the vote, there's not much more I'm going to get. Mm -hmm. So why am I going to focus on them for? Black folks have been given the Democrats 80 plus, 90 plus percent of the vote for years. So 
of course they're going to ignore you because you're not going to vote any other direction. At least if they felt like your vote was a threat and they can lose it, then maybe they'll probably do something different to help you out, if possible. Again, I don't believe this is a political situation to fix. But at least if you're looking to the politician to fix these issues in the cities, you have been voting for them year over year over year. And yet the inner cities like Chicago and Baltimore and Jackson, Mississippi, and many, many more, Cleveland, Ohio, many, many more are filled with violence, filled with poverty, but yet we're still voting for the Democrat. They're all run by Democrats, and yet they're still in the same sad state. Why? Because there's a deafening silence by the Democratic Party. Once they get in, they don't care. And quite honestly, I don't think Republicans can fix it neither. So I'm not just hopping on the Democrats because I don't think the Republicans can fix it. I think we're looking to man and looking to politicians to fix something that only the gospel of Jesus Christ will fix. But yet, if we go to as black folks in this country, if we're going to be looking to these things, to the politicians, wait, give the Republicans a chance. I hate to quote Donald Trump, but he said, what do you have have to to lose? lose. Mm -hmm. He has a point. You have been doing this for 50 years. What do you have to lose at this point? If a Republican go in there and do nothing, well, you get the same thing the Democrats does. So, black folks, what do you have to lose? Because they're taking you for granted. They even will take away your black card <laughs> if you don't blow a Democrat. So, at this point, try something else. Try the Libertarian Party. As a matter of fact, try independent. Try yeah, something. <laughs> try something. But what you're trying is not working. So, that's my <laughs> maybe secular admonition to black folks. But would you say, though, that the melanin content of your skin affects the way you think? In a word, yes, but not in the way that Sonny Hostin meant, right? If you have a lot of melanin in your skin, you will think differently about skincare. You will think differently about what you put in your hair. You will think differently about many things when you're making consumer choices at the local Walmart or something. It doesn't affect how you think politically, or at least it shouldn't. But that's only true if you are committed to objective truth. If you're already possessed by an ideology, if you already do things according to confirmation bias, if you're already convinced of something and you don't want to think deeply about it or consider other points of view, then of course, melanin will affect the way you think because you would go along with what The powers that be say that you must think like because you're black. If, on the other hand, you do care about objective truth, you do care about the truth, then no, the melanin in your skin is not going to matter the way Sonny Hostin says that it should. Granted, there are certain things that are different in this country because of the melanin in our skin, but that's a function of the unique history in the United States where slavery and second-class citizenship was tied to skin color, but that is unique in history. That is something unique to our dealing with history and with slavery, but it in no way affects your ability to see When someone is, again, I use this phrase, peeing on your boots and telling you it's a rainstorm. When the Democratic Party tells you that in order to be safe from bad guys or from violence, let's say, in order to be safe from violence, you have to give them your guns. You don't need melanin in your skin to look at that and think, hmm, that doesn't sound right to me. When the Democrat Party tells you or Democratic Party tells you that you are a victim because of the color of your skin, vote for me and I will make everything okay. Even though we've been voting Democrat, I say we, but black people have been voting Democrat for the past 50, 60, 70 years. You don't need melanin in your skin to see that that you should probably think about that a little bit more deeply. Again, The only time that none of that would matter is if you already believe what you believe and there's no one's going to change your mind and you just vote one way and that's the way it is. And as you said earlier, that would be the definition of stupidity or insanity. I'm not sure I understand why people of color aren't vexed by this. Yeah, I would say it should not. (laughs) 
But I'm just going to speak for myself on this because I tend to be an independent thinker. And I think that there are many folks out there that will consider themselves an independent thinker. I need to be convinced. I think probably a better term would be, I'm a little bit stubborn. So you need to convince me with facts, with logic, but probably most importantly, with the Bible. Because... Oh, you care about truth then. Unless you can come to me with facts and logic and scripture and show me the way through the word of God, you probably can't change my mind. And maybe if I'm being honest, maybe even if you come with those things, it probably might be still be difficult to change my mind. So maybe I'm a little bit stubborn. So I'll just say this. I thank God for salvation because if it wasn't for the saving grace of God, they go I because I probably would be thinking the same thing and be ahead someplace just like maybe Sonny. So <laughs> I'll just leave it as that because I tend to be an independent thinker and I can't understand anybody with this group thing. But I think that's the issue though. I think the issue today is groupthink. You must think a certain way. If you watch clips from their major news organizations in the U.S., like CNN, MSNBC, NBC, ABC, and the other leftist news channels out there, you will realize all of them use majority of the same terms. It's all groupthink. It's almost like I don't know if they do this, but they almost like there's an email that goes around and say, okay, this is what we're going to say about this. And all of them use this term about it. You know, think about the January 6th issue or whatever. They all use the same term, analogy about it. And I'm like, is there anyone here that thinks for themselves and can express their ideas in their own terms rather than just repeating the talking points? You know, so yeah, I'm not for groupthink. I'm. The kind of person that's willing to stand, even if I'm standing alone, if I think differently from you. And that's fine. Again, thank God for salvation because, yeah, I think I can be a bit stubborn. So telling me because I am male or because I'm black or because I'm this, I must think this way. I reject that. And probably in my pride, I'll just reject it just because you say that I have to be that way. So if you tell me that because I'm black, I have to be Democrat. Maybe I'll just reject the Democratic Party just because you said it. Or the Republican. Maybe I'll just reject the Republican Party just because you said it. That's to me just, it's just dumb. You're talking about human beings. We're not talking about a herd of sheep or something here. That they must follow something just because somebody said this is the way it should go. You know? So something that you just said got me thinking about why she would say what she said. I know we asked that question earlier in the segment or in the podcast. And it boils down to what we ultimately think of God and how we ultimately worship him. I'm glad you said, you mentioned the Bible when you were talking about convincing you to think a particular way. And even so, you probably, probably wouldn't because you're stubborn. I think you're being funny. But if you've dethroned God in your own mind and you are the end-all be-all for how you think and how you think you should maneuver yourself in this world, if you move according to your own principles, according to your own judgments, according to your own experiences, if you have made yourself your own God and you have made an idol out of comfort, you don't like to be bothered, you don't like to have to think things through and change your ideas because you're confronted by the truth. If those things are true and you have those idols in your life, then it's not hard to see how you can end up thinking like that. It's not hard to see why there's like this one track, only this one track that black people can go down or women can go down or men can go down, that it's easy to see why you would particularly think that way. Because God is no longer on the throne in your mind and you're having to manufacture your own reality, which obviously is not reality at all. We see that with trans people and people who live the homosexual lifestyle, who believe in the homosexual lifestyle. They've dethroned God in their minds. Romans 1 says that they refused to acknowledge God for who he is. They refused to give God his due, to worship him as God, to know him as God. And as a result, God has given them over to their foolishness, given them over to this warped way of thinking. And we've seen it expressed in multiple ways in our society today. When I was little, I used to hear Christians talking about if you believe this one error, then 
you know, it's only a matter of time before something catastrophic happens. If you believe this about, let's say, sex, for example, if you believe this about sex, it's only a matter of time before you have all kinds of deviants like bestiality and homosexuality. And I used to think, oh, don't be so dramatic. Don't be so overblown. Don't be so, don't overstate the issue. But obviously now I've come to see that that's absolutely the truth. Once you've dethroned God, once we become our own gods, anything goes. Anything goes. And we are the sayers. We determine what's appropriate. So in Sonny's mind, this is how black people are supposed to behave. This is how black people are supposed to think because Sonny Hostin is God in Sonny Hostin's eyes. Yeah, that might be true. But I think that one of the bigger problems is that, and I'm going to speak broadly here when I use the term religion, mm -hmm. I think that religion has been replaced by politics. So yeah. today, politics is folks' religion. That's why it's so divisive because it's no longer you see the country can achieve peace or whatever through this way and i see it through this way and we're going to sit down and negotiate and try to come to the middle of the road like for instance i honestly believe that both democrats and republicans want to solve the issue if you want to call it the issue of people going into our schools and shooting up young kids i believe the Democrats want to stop it, and I believe the Republicans want to stop it. But when you have people saying that the Republicans are white supremacists and murderers and all these other things, when you start using those terms, there's no middle ground. Where are you going to meet after that? It's just like Kamala Harris, when she was running for president, she accused President Joe Biden of being a rapist mm -hmm. and a racist. And then she upset a nominee the to become to be his, his running mate. <laughs> yeah, and then when she was asked why, she gave a cackle and said it was a debate. <laughs> I'm like, how in the world can you make such accusation? Uh, she gave a cackle. <laughs> against someone and then accept the nominee. So that means you didn't believe he was a racist. You didn't believe he was a rapist. So politics has become a religion Look at that guy, Beto Oroca, whatever his name is. Beto Oroca. At one point during the presidential debate, he said, yes, I'm going to come and take your guns. I'm going to take your AR-15. We're not going to allow you to use them on Americans. Then all of a sudden, he's running for governor in Texas. And he said, no, I'm not going to come and take your guns. And then the school shooting happened. And then all of a sudden, yes, I'm going to come and take your guns. Which one, Beto? Which one? Do you want our guns or you don't want them? Politics has become a religion. And it's a religion of power. So whatever I can do or say to get that power, I'll do or say to get that power, but I have no plans to actually fulfill what I'm what? promising. And quite honestly, they can't fulfill what they're promising because the issue is not physical, it's spiritual in this country. It's not. And politicians just can't fulfill it. The issue with school shooting to some degree as well is spiritual. We have taken God out of our school. We have telling our kids that they have no purpose in life. They were a descendant of apes and they have nothing to work for or to live for. So they take up guns and go and shoot one another. So if it's not a political problem and if it's a spiritual problem and we've made politics our God, do you think that black Republicans should even care or be offended by what she said? I would say yes, except this. If you allow these statements to offend you, then you will give folks like Sonny Holstein and the others of that sort some sort of power over you. So at this point, I think you should just be water off of a duck's back, just par for the course. I think it's not my place to tell people what they should be offended by. Like you, I think that it should be water off of a duck's back. But I do think that Black Republicans should engage with it because it's not the prevailing view. But because they have such a wide-reaching platform, it's not conducive to the national conversation for her to say what she said and not be checked for it and to not have to contend or not have to explain what she said. So I don't think that they should be offended by her statement. They should be offended in the sense that what she said was repugnant, what she said was repulsive, what she said was wrong, what she said was morally inexcusable. They should be offended in that particular sense. But to be offended in a sort of way as though she, people possessed by that ideology, that's like you say, that's a part for the course. That's how they think. That's how they are. And it shouldn't be that way. 
And I don't know to what degree we should exercise patience in talking with them and trying to get them to see that the way they think is wrong. But in that particular frame of light, I would say, let it be water off of a duck's back, even though we should absolutely engage with it as we are trying to do in this podcast. This is the Removing Barriers podcast. We will be right back. Thank you so much for listening to the Removing Barriers podcast. Make sure to rate us everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher. Removing Barriers, a clear view of the cross. So what affects a person's worldview anyway? We've already said that the melanin in your skin shouldn't affect your worldview and it shouldn't really matter what people say and what the democratic platform is or whatever platform is shouldn't dictate what your worldview is and how you think and how you feel. So if those things don't dictate your worldview, what should? Well, I think there's a number of things that affect someone's worldview. And again, speaking broadly here, I think your culture and your ethnicity definitely affect your worldview. Based upon where you were born, the culture you were brought up in kind of affects what you think. There's a reason why people in the West think differently from people in the East, if you want to put that way, because their culture, their ethnicity is different, their way of life, so the way they think is different. I think life experiences affect your worldview. I think this may fall into culture and ethnicity, but your society that you're in affects your worldview. And I think one of the biggest one is religion. I think definitely affect your worldview. I think that you're right. Those things absolutely will shape your worldview. But more importantly than all of those things, it's incredibly important that the objective truth shapes your worldview. If the truth does not shape your worldview, your worldview is inevitably, hopelessly warped and distorted. You cannot function with the right outlook without the objective truth, which is the Word of God. The Word of God is the standard by which all of reality is measured. And there's no way around this truth. Recently, in a podcast, Jordan Peterson said that the Bible is not only true, it is the precondition by which everything else is measured to be true. And again, I'm not endorsing Jordan Peterson, but he has a way of explaining things so succinctly. And I think that's wonderful to explain how the truth of the Word of God is exactly what we need in order to rightly assess what's happening in our world today, what's happening in the hearts of men, although I will say that we can't know what's happening in the hearts of men, but in terms of pointing them to Christ and pointing them to the solutions that everyone is genuinely groping for. We're affected by this disease called sin. It warps our thinking. It warps our emotions. It warps our hearts. It warps our intent. And even though we would like to think that we're good people, ultimately and fundamentally, we are not. We have all done things, said things, thought things, or neglected to do things, neglected to say or do or think things that please God. All of those things are called sin, and sin is a cancer. Sin is something that destroys and eats away at us, and all of us were born with the birth defect called sin. And the only way that we can be made right and have our minds restored to its right state, have all of our understanding restored in the right state, is to be made right with God, is to be reunited with God through the blood of Jesus Christ. And the reason I say through the blood of Jesus Christ is because you can't just up and make yourself a good person. You cannot just up and make yourself wise or seeing the world rightly. You can't do that in your warped and sinful state. God knows this, and that's why he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross. Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. He humbled himself, was born of a virgin, and came and lived on this earth for 30-some years, not only to show us how to live and to show us the truth of God in the flesh, but also to take on all of our sin, to take on all of our birth defects, to take on all of our failures and 
frailties and fallibilities as human beings, he took them and put them on himself and bore the punishment for that failure on the cross in his body. That punishment, God says in his word, is death. The wages of sin is death. But as I just explained in Christ, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, the Lord. And so we here at the Removing Barriers podcast implore you to consider what we're sharing with you about the gospel, about your own state, about your heart, because all of us have to stand and give an account to God. And the only thing that he's going to ask us is, what have you done with Jesus? Who are you in relation to Christ? Are you covered by the blood of the Lamb? Jesus, when he was dying on the cross, declared that it is finished. Anyone who believes and put their trust and faith in him, as he has said, he, being the judge of all the world, has promised that he will take away your sin, wash you, cleanse your heart, give you a new heart, and completely transform you from the inside out so that you have a right mind and able to discern truth from error, so that you have a right mind and able to understand the truths of God's word. And so we would implore you to turn from your sin, to turn from being your own God, and to put your faith in Christ today. Allow him to transform your thinking, the washing of the water of the word. Allow him to make you whole. Allow him to teach you the truth, objective truth, truth that you can live and die by. He certainly died to bring that truth, to make that a reality. And we implore you and we encourage you and we invite you to trust the Lord Jesus Christ for your salvation and for your complete healing, mind, body, and soul today. Thank you for listening. To get a hold of us, to support this podcast, or to learn more about Removing Barriers, go to removingbarriers.net. This has been the Removing Barriers podcast. We attempted to remove barriers so that we all can have a clear view of the cross.